0: well when you pray for the Holy Spirit to come and occupy your building and you exercise some faith it happens doesn't it (laughs) you know there was um, a young man about 20 years old he heard about a war that was going on and uh, his country was involved in the war there were a lot of things that, that, were, that were being said about it. The other, the other people, the enemy, they were evil people. They were selfish. They, they wanted everything to be uh, their way or no way. And he had been, even though he was only 20 years old, he had, he had experienced enough of life to not fully believe what he was hearing. It seemed to him that maybe people who are in power, who are in control of governments make war, and not the, those other people. That, he had a feeling that other people are kinda like him, and like the people around in his place. So he wasn't so sure about being part of this war, but before long, the government people said, you're in the army. He was drafted. And he went and he participated in boot camp, and then he got issued guns and weapons, and he was thrown out into the conflict. And in the course of the conflict, in the fighting, his troops were overcome by the enemy and he thought he was going to die. And to his surprise, the enemy took him and the soldiers that were around him who were still alive and he took, they took them uh, prisoners. And that was a, a happy but confusing time because he was so grateful to still be alive but he was confused as to how these people who were so bad, who were part of an army, could have allowed him to stay alive and still be feeding him some food. And um, he longed to be safe, he longed to be home, he longed not to be killed, and was amazed and grateful each day that he was still alive. And while that was his real focus of anxiety, something deeper inside of him was longing for something more than just not being killed and having enough to eat. Because as he was experiencing life in a prison camp, as he'd experienced life in the army, he began to get confused about who was bad and who was good. He began to see that there was a lot of bad in him even though he wanted to be good. And one day, out in in the field where they were making the prisoners work, he got to speaking with a young man about his age who told him that not only should they be praying to survive, to not be killed by the by the uh, enemy soldiers, but they sh- and to get enough to eat to survive, but that they should be praying for God to save their souls. And the other prisoner told him, "I only accepted Christ in boot camp." I don't know much more to share with you except that it's made all the difference in the world, in my life. And he said, every day I just pray in faith that God's will will be done in my life and that someday I'll be safe to be in heaven with him forever. He said, doesn't that what you want? Isn't that what's really what you're telling me? And the young man said, yes, I think that is what I want. And the only scripture that the Christian soldier knew was one that we all know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And as this young man accepted Christ as his savior, he said, do you know anything more? Do you, is there any more about God that you can tell me? And he said, well, I do remember that the next verse is that God came, the Son of Man, came not to condemn the world, but that each person might be saved. So the young man, every day, thought about his salvation, thanked God for the new life that he was experiencing, and he rehearsed the word of God in his mind, looking to understand more and more about God. And then he remembered that he had, in his his childhood, heard a prayer that was nothing more than a memorized prayer, And as as he remembered that prayer, because he was hungry for the word of God, which was not available in the prison camp, and the young man who led him to Christ only knew two verses, he began to think about that prayer and what that prayer really meant. And here were some of the thoughts he thought, some of the truth that he learned from the Lord's Prayer. First of all, he realized that the king of the universe was wanting us to call him Father. Our Father. And that, you know, that opened up a whole world of truth to the young man. That if God, the King of the universe, was his Father, then he was his Son. And the idea that he could be God's Son at times brought him to tears and overwhelmed him with happiness and peace in the midst of prison camp. And then he went on and said, Our Father, who in, who is in heaven. He said, art is who lives and dwells in heaven. Not here, in heaven. Hallowed, hallowed be thy name. He knew that hallowed meant something like holy, set apart, set above. And he began to have a true sense of, of reverence for the person who was his father and then he said but be thy name and and that meant to him well what's in a name his reputation his uh, prestige his power And, um, and he began to realize the awesomeness of his father in heaven. And then, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There w- he began to understand what was going on around him with these, this killing and mistrust and distortion of the value of other people and condemnation of each other and accusation, he began to understand that somehow God's will doesn't seem to get done down here. And that it was a worthwhile thing to talk to God about making that happen. And even more than ever, he began to realize why he had accepted Christ in the first place because what was going on in his heart was not so much the fear of being killed and not having enough to eat. What was going on in his heart was the, the unsettlement of being part of the problem, of being not in tune with God's will. And when he accepted Christ, he made a giant step in the direction of God's will being done on earth. And so he began to pray that prayer with more earnestness because to him it began to mean other people, other prisoners, the enemy soldiers accepting Christ as their personal savior. As God's will being done on earth. And then his prayer about give us this day our daily bread became even more real because he began to see the need of every person on earth to not only survive and have enough to eat on planet earth, but to actually begin to experience the bread of life. That which really nourishes the soul. And then As he began to see on a daily basis how the old man of sin would keep jumping up and thoughts and feelings that he used to have would still sometimes be there, he began to realize that on a daily basis he needed forgiveness and that he could only feel confident of that forgiveness to the extent that he was willing to forgive even the abusive soldiers or the surly and arrogant fellow prisoners that he lived with on a daily basis. And so, just from the Lord's Prayer, he grew as a Christian. And he began to realize, Lord, I need to be not delivered so much from the evil of the enemy that has me in prison. I need to be delivered from the sin that is within. Deliver me from the prison of sin and from the the evil jailer, Satan. And as he began to experience that deliverance, he began to be truly free indeed and later on when he was blessed with the war ending and his being allowed to go home he found that the word of god in his country was readily available and now he was free to go into it and discover more and more truth and 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 he and as he picked up the bible he realized that that he had heard parts of the Bible in his life, but he had never realized where these things had come from. Like, for example, he came across Psalm 23. And he had heard, he had heard parts of that prayer before, parts of that psalm before. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he realized that even in prison, he had been satisfied. And his needs had been met physically, but more importantly, spiritually. And as he read he said, and and God gave him peace. He led him beside the green pastures. And he knew that he was in a bad prison, but somehow there were those peaceful moments that he reflected on. Where God gave him peace and gave him peace. something good in the midst of something bad. And and as he read through the 23rd Psalm, he realized that God had indeed been with him through the valley of the shadow of death and had protected him. And no matter what life dealt in his direction as, as confusing and as assaulting as it might be, it would never change that reality and it would never compare really in his case to how dangerous a situation he had been in many times in his past in that respect he was blessed to have been through something worse than most of us have ever been through so you might see in other words he was blessed for having gone through heavy duty trouble and trial and that gave him an understanding of the importance of being willing and able to go through trouble with God. He said, because even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. And, and the instruments of shepherding, the rod and the staff, even if I get a nudge here and a nudge there, they'll comfort me. Those little nudges will comfort me. And even in the middle of my enemies, you'll prepare a table for me and abundantly meet my needs. And one other scripture, one of the other scriptures that he discovered as a free citizen, once again, is real close to the scripture that we, ru- we read today. At the end of, of chapter 40 in Isaiah, remember the promise, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. And he knew that was fulfilled in his life, and he continued to look for renewed strength on a daily basis. But he also discovered chapter 41. And, and there are some wonderful promises. It's, this is the promise in chapter 41, beginning with verse 10 or 9. You are my servant. This is God speaking to you and to me. You are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you yes i will help you i will uphold you with what do you have my righteous right hand it doesn't get any more personal than that God has a hand it's his righteous right hand and he says he will uphold us with it behold all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced not you they shall be as nothing those who strive with you shall perish you shall seek them and not find them those who contend with you those who war against you shall be as nothing as a non-existent thing for i the lord your god will hold your right hand what saying to you fear So as we walk through our Christian life, let's take advantage of the opportunities that we have to acquaint ourselves with this Word of God and all those wonderful promises, and we'll be guaranteed eternal life. That what God has started in us, He will finish. He is He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness.